Welcome back for our last podcast discussion with the Archers. Matt Fisk, Aaron Jackson, Will and Tasha Archer talking about building community. And this last uh, conversation, we're just going to like pepper you with a few questions. Sure. Uh, and just get your thoughts and your answers on and responses to that. Uh, first one we wanted to ask, so how do we as disciples building a strong community of Jesus engage the outside community, the non-disciples, while not joining them? If we're not supposed to join them, and how does that work? So, sure, I, I think it's important to understand the context that we come to this question with mm. and, and from. Um, you know, our family of churches, um, you know, comes from a broader restoration family of churches that, in many ways, has, has taken the position that we would be a remnant community, that we're removed from the world, and that we won't get involved in civilian affairs. <clears throat> and what that's resulted in is we often invite people into our community, but we don't go to them. Mm -hmm. I think a more careful reading of scripture would lead us to the conclusion that Jesus was a friend of sinners. Now, Jesus was immovable in his conviction about what he believed, but he was very engaged with people from different backgrounds, engaged with the Samaritan woman, engaged with the tax collectors, engaged with people that were the undesirables, engage with the rich, engage with the poor. He was very engaging, and, and he called us to be the light of the world, to be the salt of the earth. And so that context is what informs our engagement in the community. I think it's important to note that many churches, if they were to close their doors today, their community wouldn't know any different because mm -hmm. people drive in, and they drive out, but they are not very involved. Mm. And so a, a big question that we kind of came to this, this issue of community engagement with was, would our community even know that we were there or not? What a mm -hmm. question. And so that, that's, that's changed our view. Yeah. Um, in our local community. The, um, actual, the answer was no. Right. The answer was mm. no. Uh, they would not know we existed. They would not know what we stood for. They would not have ever even heard of us. Yeah. That was the answer. It mm. was very, very convicting. But we just look for opportunities where we could serve. So a couple examples of how we've done that, um, you know, over the past uh, year and a half, almost two years now, uh, twice a month, uh, one of our ministers goes to our local board of supervisors meeting, um, like a council meeting or county meeting, um, and we do the invocation. And just going and praying for two minutes is an opportunity for us to engage with, with local government. And, and many of the folks that are in local government have come out to visit church as a result of that. Mm. Um, you know, we decided we would do something we call the Great Banquet, where we barbecue a thousand pounds of meat and we give away groceries and we invited families from Title I schools to come to our Easter Sunday service so we could feed people and we could meet needs. But when we did that, we intentionally reached out to local community partners, local NGOs, and we said, we're doing this. Can you partner with us? Mm -hmm. So one of our key local partners is ACTS, Action Community Through Service, that they are, you know, the juggernaut in this local community for service. They've been here for 50 years. Everybody knows them. Wow. Partnering with them really gave us lots of street cred um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and also met the needs of more people. And an opportunity to evangelize and share the gospel with more people. Uh, as and that's a significant mind shift yeah. because as a fellowship, we usually 
do things the FUBU way for us, by us. Mm -hmm. We are, (laughs) that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And if it's not done by us, then it's not very important. And, you know, amen. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. I know. I've I've (laughs) literally (laughs) thought that. I've literally done that. I've (laughs) operated Maybe not like exactly saying that, but I've yeah with my actions absolutely yeah you mm-hmm. don't say it out loud but you think <laughs> that'd be really bad <laughs> yeah like you just did right now yeah right. <laughs> boo yes but um, what we're learning is that we really are not equipped to meet all the needs we're, we're not. just not so that's very humbling but yeah. it's it's freeing as well so that me and we also went to this we also went to this community meeting that helped us to see that there are so many services out there that no one even knows about mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just like we, they wouldn't know we were there <laughs> we didn't know <laughs> all the services in the community mm-hmm. existed Goes and that ways. means nobody knows how to connect to those services either right. mm. you know so after that we we're like you know what we need to start connecting with those people and letting them meet the needs we cannot meet mm-hmm. um, and asking them for help all the help that you need is in your community. The, mm-hmm. It's usually very well <laughs> structured. Wow. We just don't always know <laughs> where to find it. Yeah. And so probably the first thing is to find out what is available in your community that you can get connected to and that you, you know, that you have a passion about that you can connect your you can get connected to either on an individual level or a Bible talk level or even a church level. And what's radical about this is we realize that this is what you see in the Bible. We just read past it so many times. Like the gospel was spread through the use of synagogues. So synagogues were the, the, the platform up until Paul you know, got to Athens where the gospel would be introduced in a synagogue. Um, you know, the, the needs of the world at, of its time were met through the fact that Joseph was used by God to tell Pharaoh what was going to happen and to interpret the dream, Mm -hmm. but also to be an administrator to make sure that there was proper distribution of food and allocation of resources to avert a famine and to, and also that led to the salvation of the the Jewish people. Um, We, there are a plethora of examples throughout the scriptures of people of faith being the champion. And I think you want to be the champion in your local community one of our goals as a church in Potomac Valley is not that we would be the largest church in the area. Our goal is that we would be the most visible and recognizable church in the area. And mm-hmm. I know the names of all the local government officials. I've reached out to many of them. I'm praying for them constantly, and I look for opportunities to have them engage with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had uh, Congressman Connolly uh, just recently come to church, and um, and he spoke you know, as we're talking about being, uh, you know, community leaders and, 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 and being a good citizen. We've had the local sheriff when we're in Stafford come and engage with us about being a safe community. Uh, we've had the chief of police uh, here in Prince William County come and engage and talk to us about, you know, first responders and the needs of first responders. We look for opportunities to engage very distinctly with people that are in the community that are Republicans, Democrats, and independents. And we're very clear with the church that our position as a church is that our arms extend like Jesus's did to the left and to the right without us be- being partisan. So, but, we're, mm. but we are engaged. Yeah. We mm-hmm. address the issues of the day. You know, when Charlottesville happened, which was heartbreaking for us here in Virginia, in particular, yeah. we addressed what happened. 
Uh, right now, you know, as Martin Luther King Day is um, coming upon us this, this next Monday, um, our state's capital is under a state of emergency that the governor just declared. We, we'll, we spoke out about it. We'll address it on Sunday. We, we don't avoid the tough issues, mm -hmm. but we don't take sides. <clears throat> our goal is that we're fighting for all people. And so I think it's really important for Christians as they engage in, in local community discourse <coughs> and engage in both the political and the social aspects of society, mm -hmm. that they have deep convictions that everything I do, I need to represent Christ. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everything I've, I am, I need to be like Christ. Yes. And I just want to reiterate, you know, Will said um, that basically he wanted to be a well-known church. When you hear that, Sounds like branding. It, it does. It does. And and you automatically go, oh, should we want that? But I think about Jesus and I think about the fact that there was no social media. There was no there was nothing. <laughs> there was no telephone. There was nothing. There was no texting. There was no nothing. No. How would you hear about him? You needed to hear about him. You needed to know who he was. Yeah. And, and when you heard about him, of course, when he comes to your town, you want to go touch his cloak. <laughs> like you want, you know that, you know who he is, you know what he represents, you know that if you touch him, that he can heal you. How will the community know where to find healing if they have never heard of you? Right. You know, and there is a, there's, you know, I, I think that was the biggest shift for me. I was very fine with being obscure and unknown. You know, because I'm like, we're just doing what we need to do as disciples. And, you know, nobody needs to give us any recognition or da da da. And it's not about recognition at it all. Isn't. It's about people knowing where the safe place is. Mm -hmm. And so when these people come with these, um, you know, these officials, these politicians, these, these people who know a lot of people, when they come and they see that this is a safe haven, they're always so blown away. They're like, I've never seen a church this diverse in this area. I've never, I didn't, I didn't know this existed, right. you know, and th they need to know. And yeah. it's also our responsibility to evangelize them. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the other side of the equation is I don't want our local politicians to be separated from God for eternity. I want them to be saved. Yeah. yeah. So I, I look for opportunities to engage with them, but I want to be really clear. We do not get into the business of partisan politics but we are in the business of everything that goes on in our community. We, we fight for our community. We pray for our community. We engage with our community. Our hands are in the community. And I think that is a key strategy of Jesus that distinguished him from everyone else is he cared enough to cry for Lazarus, but also enough to cry for all Israel. And so I think we have to be willing to go there. And it goes back to our earlier conversation about capacity. That choice doesn't mean that you get in the business of community engagement only. Mm -hmm. You're leading your family group. You're engaging your family group. You're studying the Bible with people. You're having your D times. You are, you're, you're living life. You're doing life together, and you're engaging the community. Mm -hmm. So it's not either or. We're actually right. talking about a much more expansive engagement as Christians, which means that you're going to have to divorce yourself from things that are superfluous mm. or maybe even destructive to your faith. Yeah, that makes sense. And it, 
from what you guys were saying, it reminds me, you know, when Jesus said that we're called to be that city on the hill, right. you know, mm-hmm. and that you can't, you know, no one lights a light you and then puts it, it under a lamp. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are meant to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really incredible. But it also makes me think, you know, this is such a shift in our thinking and our mindset that well, what about all the things that we have been doing? Have we just been doing everything wrong? I'm Absolutely so not. Not at all. Surely. Yeah. So, <clears throat> oh, praise, <laughs> praise God. Like, so here's the thing. Like, I'm so deeply grateful and, and have such a profound reservoir of respect for the great work that has been done over many years mm-hmm. to build the Northern Virginia Church and to build our family of churches in the ACR and in the International Churches of Christ. I love our family, mm-hmm. and I believe in what we, we, we are about. I'm just saying that we have to embrace the fact that we're in the 21st century and we have to take our first century convictions and apply them to our 21st century context. And that doesn't erase everything that we've done. It doesn't say that it's not good. It actually is good. And we had to start there. We had to. And it actually, and the way that it started met the need for the time, you know, Mm -hmm. but we've just got to evolve as the times change as well. And not involve our... (coughs) Uh, core convictions, but evolve the methods in which we engage. I mean, right now we're having a conversation and everyone that's listening, you're listening on an electronic device. We're using technology. We have to be open to using whatever tools are available to us. If you want to engage with people, it's really important that you meet their core need. A core need that we have in our society right now is connection and community. Mm -hmm. For the first time in America's history ever, We have more people that are dying from suicide and opioid overdose because there is a profound sense of loneliness and disconnection in our world. Creating places where people can connect is really key. And when they connect in that place, you want to share your convictions Mm -hmm. about discipleship, your convictions about sound salvation doctrine, your convictions about both the practice of discipling and the implications of what it means to have mentors in your life. All of those things are solid, they're right, they're true. What we're uh, proposing and what we're seeking to model here in Potomac Valley is how do you take those convictions and amplify the message and engage with people so that the broadest audience of people can hear the message Mm -hmm. and and the largest numbers of people can be integrated into healthy groups that are functional, that will bring healing and wholeness and salvation to more people than ever before. So all that to say, the foundation that was built, we're building on top of that. And mm-hmm. we needed that foundation. Always. And there is nothing wrong with how we began. Uh, we're just evolving. Yeah. Right. And this is not the final answer either. We're we're sourcing out what works. And we'd love to share the things that we're learning within our fellowship of churches and outside of our fellowship of churches that are really working. Well, that's great. And we appreciate you having these conversations with us. <clears throat> okay, so everything that we've been talking about, building community and connection and building a safe place, how does that work with a Sunday service where you have hundreds of people there and it's not quite built for that? Uh, so so what about Sunday service in in your approach or this model? What is that for? What does that look like? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I'll say there was a shift for us that happened as well. One is, and again, we're not saying this is what anyone needs to do. We're just telling you what we're doing. Sure. Um, we spoke with our, our, our worship director, you know, Marcus Thomas, and many others like Logan Kreider and others that are actively involved in 
kind of the development of our worship services. And one of the things we noticed was that a lot of our songs were songs that we knew, but they were not songs that were familiar to our friends that were coming out to visit. So song choices were a key area where things changed. At the same time, we didn't want to change all of our songs and disconnect ourselves from the rich history of the songs of the kingdom that we're used to. So our the structure of our the, our song choices were significant because now we have a blend of songs that we know and songs that anyone that's coming for the first time would know. Like right. Drake? Not like Drake. Oh, Not oh like Kanye. That's oh, yeah. Kanye. Yeah. Kanye, like, yeah. Jesus like is king. The new you know? Kanye. Yeah, yeah. The new king. The Kanye yes. for right now, yes. I don't know if it's going to be the Kanye always, but I'm yeah. hoping. I got hope. I believe the Kanye could do it. But, um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so we sample, you know, whatever's whatever's working and current, and we integrate it with what we've been doing. So song choices are key. Um, uh, you know, the uh, it's really important for us that there's a clear emphasis every Sunday that we are a church not with small groups, but a church of small groups. Right. So we're constantly pointing people back to the small groups, back to the small group leaders. Um, and, and every Sunday it is said that we're a group of messed up people. People love that yeah. because they come in and they feel right away. Oh, I can fit in here. I'm a messed up person perfect? too. <laughs> right. Is, exactly. is that the aim to, to, to reiterate the principles? Like is, is that, is that the yes, aim of coming it, together? I, it's, it's the aim of, of coming together on Sunday. Yeah. That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> the aim of Sunday is to worship God. Yes. So that's really important. So worship is, and I think if the aim of the family group is to build community and to teach, the aim of Sunday is worship. Mm. There is teaching that happens on Sunday, but the focus is worship. And so it reorients both the disciples and all of our friends that we are focused upwards. And this is also consistent with our, you know, kind of with our messaging and with our logo design. It's, 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 you know, it's 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 a point up. So that's really our yeah. goal is to, to have people have a, a, a worship experience that centers them around God and doesn't center them simply around uh, the speaker or speakers. Mm. Um, and that doesn't diminish the value of great preaching. I think in many ways, you know, it it, it you know, it emphasizes the fact that you need to have great preaching. But the the. the the preacher is not the hero of our church. Mm. Um, at this point in time, I, I'm, I'm the primary speaker. Many others also speak as well, but I, I'm not the hero of this church. Jesus is the hero. God is the hero. This is God's church, and we're there on Sunday to worship God, and we want to make sure that everyone can truly worship God. Uh, that's changed us in ways that I don't know that I could articulate, but sure. it's really changed our culture as a church as we focus much more on on um, on worship. So is community also built on Sunday? And how does that look? Because it's a, it's a very different context than you would have uh, at your Friday family you know, mm -hmm. nights. That's mm -hmm. very different. But is it still built? And how does that work? Yeah, community is definitely built on Sunday. I mean, because you get to kind of see the big... Our Sunday services, because... Uh, you know, of our transition from midweek really do become like a weekly family reunion. Mm. So there, you know, so there's a celebration of our family and a sense that you, you can get connected. And uh, we, you know, really try to highlight how people can connect with different groups. They can get to meet our, 
our elders, our deacons, our ministry staff, our family group leaders. Uh, we just recently started kind of adding coffee and tea in the morning, kind of mm. at our connect table. We have a little table where if this is your first time coming, you can connect. Um, not we, your second time. Not your first, second. Only, first. only the Get first time. Get out of here. Not You've been here that, before. We're done. Don't we're done. for you. <laughs> our family groups, uh, our, 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 I'm sorry, our children's ministry also has been a great source of encouragement as they've created a, a framework for people to be able to have great, you know, our kids to have great children's ministry experience. And also, um, you know, as you're registering your kid, we're also able to, you know, for those that are willing, they can share their contact information and start receiving weekly emails so they know what's going on in the church. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. utilized a mobile app and uh, a more dynamic website so people can interact with us. And w- we promote all those things at the Connect table, at the children's ministry, on, on the Sunday service. Because our aim in everything is we want to be a sticky community that mm-hmm. people connect with and they feel like this is where I can be. Yeah, and this is something we're working on. We are we haven't arrived, um, but one of the things we really are working on is people just inviting people over to their homes afterwards. Yeah, and we yeah. say that from from the stage many times. You know, if you're visiting, you know, somebody will invite you over. They'll give you a hug. They'll, you know, somebody will want to feed you. Somebody will want to go out to eat with you afterwards. And of course, you talked about this beforehand, before yes. the invitation was yes. there. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, so oh. disciples are like, oh yeah, I should that's ask right. the person standing next to me if we want to go out to eat. But there's, but that's a part of the community and. Another part of the community, which you wouldn't really expect to build community, is just talking about the real issues that are actually happening in the world, like mentioning them. And the people who come out, they feel like, okay, this is a real place. You know, I can relate to this, and you know where I'm coming from. You know what I'm dealing with. So that, too bills community it's just important for us to know what's happening in the world and mention it such an interesting point because so much of for for me it's well no no no. the church is a place we talk about spiritual things and we're in the world we're not of the world we don't get involved in those Mm -hmm. kind of things but Mm -hmm. part of that addressing that is is part of we're part of this community of the united states or we're part of the community of the world we're here and Mm -hmm. we're here to impact it and put Ignoring them, it removes us from being real. It, it makes does. us it yeah. makes us more fake or ma- more disconnected and mm-hmm. less less impact, less Jesus into it. Rather mm-hmm. than uh, like, uh, come away. Jesus deals with clean things, not mm-hmm. with messy situations. Mm-hmm. Right. You you so. you you exactly. make a really really good point. I think what you've hit on it really addresses some of the key cultural dynamics that we have within our family of churches and within our fellowship in particular. Um, yeah. We, we, uh, yeah, I mean, we were, we are going a little bit over what we normally do time-wise, but it's just so good. Um, yeah. Okay. The, the, the last <laughs> question about the resources. That, yes. Yeah. yeah, any resources. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we did want to ask is that this, these conversations, are, are, they're not exhaustive, and they're more to whet the appetite. So if you're, if you're listening to this conversation and you're like, I want more. And, and I, I, I need more than what we discussed. Well, do you have any resources to point people towards to, to learn more, to think more, to share, and to have people start their own journey? Sure. And I'll just share a few resources now. And there, there's a lot of really great resources out there. I think the first thing I'd say is you've got to make a commitment to being a learner. Leaders are learners. So yeah. I think you, I'm always looking for what's working, what's not working. A um, couple resources. First off, what started our journey was fasting and praying. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Jettison Franklin has a fantastic book called Fasting on Fasting. Hmm. Um, and I would definitely w- 
encourage people to Good read title. about fasting. Because yes. <laughs> the change has to come from within. You, you, you really do have to become a new wineskin in order to receive God's new wine. And it's so, funny that we didn't mention that before. That was actually the beginning of everything, Yeah, is so, that book. So <laughs> Jesden Franklin's book on fasting, fantastic. Um, another great book uh, that we found, it's an old book that many people are familiar with, is The Master Plan of Evangelism. Mm-hmm. Really asking yourself, so how does Classic. Jesus think about ministry? And if you're thinking to develop people, honestly, so much of what we're talking about is really just application of the master plan of evangelism i mean that's really what it comes down to it's incredibly simple and tried and true um strategic approach to focus on formation and community building um also spiritual leadership you know again another old but meaningful book Mm -hmm. spiritual leadership puts the emphasis on you know really that you need to be spiritual first before you're leading people and so i think putting the emphasis there um henry cloud's books how people grow and necessary endings yeah. are both really valuable resources. That's a great point. Yep. Kind of know how people work and how to work with people. Um, you know, uh, one that 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 I was really moved by as well, um, and this was uh, this kind of informed our listening journey was the speed of trust. Yeah. You know, and and um, and really point. kind of figuring out how to focus on 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 building trust quickly. Um, there are a number of other books that are fantastic with regard to community, which we can share with you um, later on that their, their titles are not coming to mind right away. Um, but I would say the number one book and resource is reading your Bible. There you go. You mm. know, I think read your Bible with an eye of how did Jesus do it? How did the first century do it? They were focused on community. And they focus like nobody's business on loving God, loving each other. And God added to their number daily those who were being saved. The numbers of disciples increased rapidly because there was capacity within the community. The numbers of disciples increased rapidly because they dealt with culturally relevant issues like mm-hmm. racial tension in the church. They, mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't avoid the issues. They leaned in and applied the scriptures to their real world context. And we're hoping that, you know, in your community in Northern Virginia and any others that listen to this podcast, that you'll apply the Bible's principles to every area of your life, including how you do church. That's awesome. Amen. Now, where can we um, find more information about Potomac Valley Church and, you know, all that stuff? Yeah, so we should be really easy to find. PotomacValleyChurch.com. You can check us out there. We also have a mobile app. You can download our mobile app on Android devices, on um, Apple devices by looking at Potomac Valley Church or Pova Church or you can connect with us on Facebook um, or, or through Instagram Instagram's a lot more cool than <laughs> Facebook so you know you can connect I'm still with not us. there yeah but uh, <laughs> but all of the Millennials are there for sure yes. but we're, we're grateful to contribute um, to this conversation we just pray that that God's principles will transform your life and your ministry in the way that it's radically transforming ours well, there you have it. Will and Tasha, thank you so much for taking thank your you. time and, and, and teaching us or letting us in on your journey and talking about it with us. Um, thanks for having us. This yeah. has been fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, for all of us here, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time.